Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. It sounds like to me that our conversation is almost right on right on spot right now. So Yeah, it does. God, this is a good thing we test this shit out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really? certainly this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. Fucking A. Yeah, fucking A back at you. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to a brand new episode of Sober, Not Mature. Today we have two special guests, uh, the sisters from The Simpsons joining you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. um yeah, both Mike and I have uh, have slight colds, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I thought about. Yeah, we had a just a brief conversation on the phone uh, before we connected here, and that's the first thing I thought about. Yeah, Marge Simpson sisters. Do you remember? I don't even remember their names. Do you? Uh, Thelma, uh, Selma, and uh, Selma and Thelma. I don't know. I'm a little foggy. It, my my head's in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to be well we'll call it selma i think you're right but i don't remember yeah. the other one but all right whatever <clears throat> so we're uh yeah one one where the other you guys will have to bear with us uh, so do you want to be patty or do you want to be selma um let's see i feel like patty i'm gonna be patty today <laughs> all right i will be selma all right what's up selma <laughs> not much patty <laughs> yeah, just so you know, your uh, your phone's cutting out just a little bit today, but uh, maybe that was you and I just talking over each other. But hey, whatever. It's a what? professional broadcast, right? That's right. All right. So um, I, I've actually got some I, I made some notes this time, so I don't know if this is professional, but I do have uh, actually some notes from this past week. So I'm glad thing- somebody's got something because I got nothing. <laughs> well, that's okay. I got you covered in this part. I got you covered in this part. So from uh, Instagram on the, the side, uh, as far as followers, right now, and I looked a little bit ago, we've got 311 followers now. So hit that 300 mark, which is awesome. Um, obviously, but a crappy band. But what? A crappy band. <laughs> you know what? And the funny part is I thought about that exactly. And uh, that, okay, so. Little side note here, Mike. Uh, would you consider yourself a like a music snob? <laughs> um, well, as I've told you many times, there's two kinds of music, good and bad, and it's completely subjective. Right, and that was that was my whole point. That's what I was leading into. I was going to say that you do describe music in only only one way, and it's either good and bad. And mm-hmm. I think it was the 
the first year that, that we were sober, I'm sure it was, when in 311 happens to be a, a band that was just in the in the mix of music that I was listening to at the time. I'm I'm pretty much stuck in the what did you figure mid to, uh, mid to late 90s, maybe mid 2000s as far as my musical tastes, and the yeah, majority of it alternative rock. And there was a a station in Cleveland uh, at the time that was playing. Um, it's almost like no commercials in all alternative rock. So I mean, I, I was enjoying it, um, but. Mm-hmm. When March 11th came around, I had posted on Facebook, and and you just ripped me up and <laughs> something about some mock song about how terrible they were, and <clears throat> I was like, damn. So that wasn't the that certainly wasn't the first and only time that you gave me your opinion on music, but uh, that's probably we can get into a whole <laughs> a whole right. another episode about that, but uh, but yeah. Well, so opinions are like assholes, you know. Everybody's god, but most of them stink. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if anyone wants to uh, save us from the, the the pain of being three eleven, then uh, you might want to follow the follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Please, <laughs> either that or somebody drop off. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either a couple of people <laughs> drop off or a couple of people add. Combination of both. Don't care. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean that was cool. And you know, we got uh, got a couple of messages from people. Uh, you know, a little bit of feedback, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, cool. You know, but I mean, that in itself was kind of was kind of fun. But I started looking. So the Facebook page went up a little over a week ago. Mm-hmm. When you so that's starting to get everything I post on Instagram is ending up on our Facebook page. So two different places there. Uh, the full website went up around the same time, and I think when I looked at it uh, yesterday or the day before, we've had mm-hmm. like individually. I think 110, 115 like visitors to it, and I don't know, 250 or 60 interactions. So I'm um, I'm learning more about how to read the analytics on it, but uh, that's nerd talk for you. But the whole point is people are visiting the website, which is kind of cool. Nice. And I mean, honestly, so we're um, I mean, obviously on Facebook, obviously on Instagram. The majority of the posting I do is on Instagram, but it translates over to Facebook. But the the cool part is is that anything that Anything related to anything we're doing can be accessed through the website, which is simply SoberNotMature.com. And that's got links to everything, to all the pages and all that stuff. Plus, I added, and you probably saw the post, um, but we are now available as far as a platform base on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, which is obviously a version of Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts, and then two smaller ones that I that I found through uh through the hosting site where we do this um, a podcast called or a company called cast box. So C A S T B O X and then pocket casts. So I think those two people have to be um, like, actually have to join, <clears throat> you know, their community or something like that. But one way or the other worst case scenario, cause I was asked this question, if you don't have any of those available to you, all the episodes are available on the website. So right. once again, Go to the website, right? One-stop shopping, I think, is what you said. <laughs> uh, I think so. Yep, it's all there. Yeah, exactly. So um, other thing that um, – and I've got a, a question that came up. I added I added a, a Q&A. We can add a Q&A to the end of each episode, and I did that on the last episode. And that's mm-hmm. the one I, I'll, I'll get to in a second because I think it – it's actually, I think, would be a good topic for us to talk about in a little bit more detail. Um, but the other thing, too, is that uh, – I don't know if it's going to be this episode, but we're now eligible to have possibly an ad run in the middle of one of our podcasts. We haven't been notified yet, but so if you guys, 
if you guys hear a pause and I'll figure out a way to set it up right, you know, going down the road, but it might be a little short spots that'll run in our voices from what I understand, but one way or the other, if you, if you notice that it's only going to be probably a 30 second interruption or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I posted the other day on, on Instagram that, uh, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm floored, you know, by all this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, my expectations for all of this were, they were minimal, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. what were your, uh, and I, I, I posted this stuff on Instagram, but what, what were your expectations when we started this? I mean, what did you, what did you think we'd be able to do? I don't know. I have absolutely no expectations. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. then, then we've then we've exceeded everything that you wanted and everything that uh -huh. I wanted. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, obviously, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, uh, we're having a good time and uh, starting to get some reactions. And um, like I said, it's uh, it's certainly fun. But honestly, I was I was really hoping that because uh, Mike didn't feel really good last night. It had been a long long week for both of us, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, we obviously it's Saturday morning, so we decided to record this morning instead of last night. But I thought, and again, back to the music thing, I was going to open, if we did this last night, I was going to open and start singing Foolin' uh, by Def Leppard. You know? Oh, God. I know. I know. That's, that was the reaction I wanted. It was ruined. <laughs> okay. so, so real quick, um, you've got a joke when it comes yep. to that. <laughs> I do. No, hang on. What Let's has, take a well, what has nine arms? What? Go ahead. So I was going to say, set it up like a knock-knock joke like you normally would. So go ahead. Well, basically, yeah, what has nine arms and sucks? I don't know, Mike. What has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. <laughs> Where's the rim shot? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, okay, so you've got you've got a drum set, right? Yeah, but it's up in it's upstairs. It's not on the floor I'm on right now. <laughs> well, what what are you willing to do? I guess is the main point. So walk upstairs and hit the hit the snare and the cymbal, and we're good. Nope, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe you can maybe you can just put the snare drum down in the cymbal and put it next to the bed. Who knows? Maybe you can use another in other areas too. I don't know. If I ever get healthy again, that will happen. Okay, awesome. But yeah, I wanted to uh, thank you. I wanted to set up that joke for you too because I figured you'd enjoy it. But um, but yeah. So so anyhow, a um, couple of couple of things that you know happened in the last week, and you know this is this this story is recovery based. But um, last Friday, you know, you had texted me about Taylor Hawkins, you know, mm -hmm. from, from Food Fighters, and I was going to joke around and say you ruined my night, but I mean you didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, just a just another another person. Because everything I'm hearing right now, and I mean, I'm just repeating what I what I read. So this is all headline stuff. But right. they found up to, you know, ten substances in his system. He had a what they call a heavy heart, what twice as big as what it should be. Right. And I mean, different things. It could mean from overactivity, but also things like cocaine. And from what I understand, even and like depressant or opiate type of drugs can you know expand mm -hmm. all that. Which again. If, if anyone's wondering, no, I'm not a medical professional, so I'm just <laughs> it's just what I'm reading. But you know, I mean, I'm again, not a doctor, but I play one on the internet. <laughs> right, we we play one on uh, on on a podcast. We're doctors, <laughs> but you know, it's a just another uh, you know long line of people that have been lost to you know uh, addictive substances or mm -hmm. you know alcohol and drug use, which is and I'm a huge fan. I mean, you called me a a super fan, I think, of the Foo Fighters. And I think that's probably, mm -hmm. a, you know, a good way. I love music, but I really like them. I saw them last summer. And like everyone else that saw them, I mean, I'm I'm glad that I did because, I mean, the, they're amazing, you know. But right. 
then it then it made me think about you know the everyone's got losses and i've talked to people um you know, that have lost people to addiction. And, you know, usually when something happens on a celebrity level or a musician level, people are like, man, I wish, I wish I could get that type of, why does it have to take a musician to get the word out? Well, it doesn't, but I understand that, you know? So an individual in small town USA is no less important than Taylor Hawkins from a, you know, a multi-million dollar band. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is what brings brings about the the conversation. So, although tragic, it's not necessarily. What do they always tell us? Anytime these things happen, and you know you know what they tell us about right. examples. Right. Yeah. There's there's no bad examples. You know. There's it's an, ex, an example. You know. Look for the good in everything. Look for the positive. Look to see what you can learn, and take positively away from all situations. Right. And and when you had texted me, I think after saying motherfucker, um, I believe shit, but yes. <laughs> okay, in my head, I just didn't so shit or yeah. Well, yeah. motherfucker was there someplace. Maybe I didn't text mm-hmm. it to you. Um, but the other thing was, is that the first thing that you and I thought about was the fact that he had OD back in, from what I read, 2000, 2001, something like that. Right. Something you know, like that. So, and it and it's terrible, but you think, well, yeah, probably this, but um <clears throat> but the whole the whole thing with that, and it got me thinking about all the people that we've known, um, you know, that have that have lost their lives, you know. And mm-hmm. the, the the unfortunate part about this, if you're going to be in recovery, um sober around people like us, you know, you're this is gonna happen. It just, Mm -hmm. it's an unfortunate fact. And do you remember, um, and I do, but I remember the first person um, that had died when we were in the Keating Center. But do you remember, I mean, how anyone, or do you remember that first time? Um, Well, the first one that comes to mind was um, the guy that drove his truck off a bridge. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I think, the first one that I remember anyway. First one that I went, wow. You know, because he just, um, he couldn't take being sober. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, again, in a lesson, you know, um, work this thing right. Or, <laughs> you know, because uh, I can't be without substances unless I'm doing what is suggested of me. You know, I'm, if, I, if I don't work this program and I don't put the substances in me, I'm going to drive off a bridge because I can't take it. You know, I can't just be dry. Right. So yeah, that's a, there was a, and and I think it, it had to have been, I end up, I don't remember his name. I mean, not that it, mm-hmm. I'm not saying not that it matters, but it's not important to the story, but mm-hmm. he, was, he had dark hair. He had glasses. Um, he wasn't overweight, but a little bit kind of stocky. And, um, he ended up, uh, he had used like on a Friday night or something like that. And we were sitting in, he and I were sitting in like the day room and I, this had to have been within the first 30 or 60 days. It was really early mm-hmm. and he told me about it. And, uh, and I'm like, well, you know what you got to do? Cause just to back up there, when, when we were in the Keating center, people are there. It's not a lockdown facility. It's nothing like that. When we said we were locked down, we just weren't allowed to go out for visits. You know, right. you can, 
you could leave anytime you wanted. You weren't, it wasn't a locked facility and people were there by choice, you know, and if they chose Mm -hmm. to be there, they left and there was rules. And obviously the biggest one, you know, drinking and using would get you kicked out, but there was other things, you know, being a, being a dick, uh, being an asshole, not following rules. Right. You know, calling somebody the director a name, (laughs) which (laughs) we can do it, but there's a story behind that too, which again, I I know we'll get to at some point, but, Mm -hmm. um, so I told him, I said, you know what you got to do? Because the rule was if that happens, you come clean, you know, you, you talk to talk to the director who was Marty and right. he's going to he's going to kick the person out every time. But if you get your shit together, then usually within a few days, you got to come back and basically I'm going to use air quotes, kind of beg for another bed. He mm-hmm. will let you back. OK, so yeah. um, he did that. And I told him that and he went to Marty and Marty kicked him out. And I think it was that man, it might have been that night. Um, dude went to a hotel and he ended up ODing. Um, and I was just, I was fucking beside myself because I had never, I had barely dealt with death on a, on a family level, let alone, um, somebody like that. You know, I never knew anyone that OD'd, you know, my dad told me plenty of stories about things like that, but I never knew anyone, you know? And I was just like, fuck me. Um, but you know, maybe, and again, looking at the example of it, what did I learn? I, I don't want to do that, you know? And even though I wasn't fully, fully committed to, to what, what this whole thing is, and I know I wasn't at that time, clearly, right. um, but it had to have, it had to have taught me something. And we've lost some dear friends and we've seen people, you know, come and go and go out and come back in and all these different things. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you've relapsed, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It does, it does not have to be part of this program, but there's nothing wrong with it because it happens. The reason Mm -hmm. I say there's nothing wrong with that, I'm going to add an if to it. (laughs) If you come back, you get your shit together and don't let it happen again because you could end up there. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like you said, learn from it. What can you learn from your own relapse or slip or whatever people want to call it? It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but yeah, just it's it, it got me thinking after this whole, you know, again Taylor Hawkins thing. But um, I can't even tell you how many people that we've unfortunately known that have that have passed. And you know, we've gone to. You remember Marty used to actually take us to funerals. You yeah. That? Oh yeah, I do. That was terrible. I don't mean mm-hmm. the bad way. I mean, but right. um, you know. Because we'd, uh, if if he knew of somebody that had been in the Keating Center or something like that, and they had passed, he'd take a couple of vans full of people and like, okay, we're going to the funeral, and we're like, why are we going to? We don't know this dude, but right. the point was, we got to experience the grief that these folks' families were going through, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was crushing, just crushing, you know. But again, it's it's all a matter of learning you know, from, from all those things. And, um, I mean, thankfully, you know, we're, we're coming up on, you know, just, uh, we're, we're peeking around the corner now at, at 12 years and, right. you know, life is, it's life is not always easy, but man, that beats the hell out of the alternative, you know? It does. So, but, um, but yeah, so enough of my, enough of my darkness, but, uh, yeah, that just you know got me thinking and, you know, talking about this stuff, I'm sure I'm not the only one that, you know, has been thinking about it, but, uh, Mm-hmm. the um other thing that i wanted oh one little note that i wrote down i your whole idea of um not idea but the thing that you do about changing the word god and to good mm-hmm. 
I've been doing that since you told since you mentioned that. <laughs> really? <laughs> and and cool. I never had be- I never had before. So you know, I'm seriously. Thank you. It's just it's it's adding a whole new thing. I'm like, ooh, good, good, good. Thank you. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it works for me. It makes things easier. Yeah, well, it it did. So I appreciate that. So um, the question that I asked at the at the end of episode five, and it it shows up on Spotify. It doesn't show up on the other um, on the other um, formats, I don't believe. But mm-hmm. the the question that I asked is, you know, what what other topics do you know do do people want us to talk about? You know, if mm-hmm. if we don't know about it, we've experienced it, or we know somebody who has. So um, the the response that we got on this one was repairing relationships, starting new healthy relationships, um, and coping skills. And the person said, keep up the great work, which I thought was kind of cool. But um, so the main thing is repairing relationships, starting new healthy relationships, and then coping skills. So um, I don't know, pick one of those. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, uh, you know, repairing relationships, um, if anybody can speak on that subject, it would be you, uh, Grandpa. <laughs> right? Yeah, I can. Right? You know, I mean, you, you, um, I've shared that story with uh, many guys that are new and and struggling with uh, repairing relationships and how it works. But um, you know what? I I think you should get into that one since someone asked about that. Um, you know, how you tried to force some things and, and uh, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> but, right. you know, giving time time, which is something we were definitely taught, um, it, it, it worked. So go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Okay. And um, in the, this story is about my daughter. And the one thing, and I, I think, <clears throat> first of all, she follows me on Instagram. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And when, when I started doing this, she's one of the ones that uh, helped me set up the Instagram account because I wanted to, at least to begin with, and I still am, you know, trying to remain, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not completely open on social media. Um, a lot of reasons behind it, which are unimportant, but um, you know, I wanted to keep that level of anonymity. So I'm like, okay, I understood Facebook. I know Instagram is kind of the same, but so she helped me set up the account, just do this, do that, do this, blah, blah, blah. And I told her what I was going to do with it, you know, and this was the the first page that I set up, not the, not the sober, not mature um, page that we're doing now. But mm-hmm. I told her was, I said, I'm two reasons I'm doing this is I said, I need, I need an outlet. You know, I want to, I want to have an outlet. And, and I, I use the word need because I think I did, I needed something else. Um, right. and, this, and this has been it so far, you know? So I said, I, I need an outlet to talk about recovery and share, um, <clears throat> make new connections, all those sort of things. And I told her, I said, I'm going to be telling some stories. But one other thing I told her, I said, if any of these stories, because I said, these might be things that you've heard, or these mm-hmm. might be things, you know, dig a little deep. I said, either let me know. I said, if it's weird, I'll, I'll delete the post. I have no issue with that. But I said, the other thing too, is I said, if you have questions or if it bothers you, I said, please let me know. Let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. I checked into with her a little bit uh, to start out with. And she's like, no, it's all good. She's like, I, you know, I, she's like, I know you need it. I appreciate hearing some of these stories or more about it. Um, but anyhow, so that's just a little setup to that. And she and I have talked about this story, but the reason I'm giving this, this long intro is if, uh, you know, to my daughter, if you're listening, I'm going to tell this story, you know, it ended up well, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a happy ending. Um, <clears throat> but 
give her an opportunity to, to shut this off if she wants to at this point. So all that being said, um, my daughter is now 34 years old. Um, we got divorced by her mom and I got divorced when she was, God, she was six. We split when she was six, divorced when she was seven, roughly in that area, seven, eight area. Um, mm-hmm. Her mom and I did not get along at all. And, and at that time, one year to the date of our divorce, or I'm sorry, one year to the date of when, um, or I'm sorry, no, a month, month and a half after we split, I got my, my one and only DUI. So clearly I was drinking inappropriately, let's say at the minimum, but I, I know now that I had a problem with alcohol at that time. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. I, I had an issue with alcohol. That's, that's number one. So I never had the best way of coping with people to begin with. I had anger issues. I was a narcissist, all these different things we talked about. So add all that to the fact of having this, this little girl, you know, my daughter um, in this fighting that's going on between us and, and my inability to deal with my ex. So over a, a couple of years from the time she's about eight to 12, things never got better with my ex and our daughter started to get in the middle of everything, you know, which was, I swore would never happen, you know, but it did. Mm-hmm. So all these different things that got, as she's getting older and they moved to Appleton, which is where they live, where she actually still lives hour and a half away. And I'm driving up every other weekend and I'm bitching and I'm moaning and all these different things, you know, not necessarily at that point at her, but just about, you know, I'm being wronged and all these different things. So it got down to the point where my daughter's getting older. She's got friends. She wants to see her friends. Sometimes weekends are skipped and I'm getting all, I'm getting all hurt by it, you know? So this anger and shit that I was basically putting towards my ex now turned to her, you know, which I, I know all these things now, but I didn't see it at the time. Right. So there was, there was one Christmas where um, she wanted to come out to Christmas. She and I hadn't seen each other in a bit. Um, I put a hard line down and I'm like, no, you know, we're not, I'm not taking you with me, you know, because of all this different stuff. If you didn't want to see me then, you, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And, and as I'm saying all this stuff out loud, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I mean, this, <laughs> I mean, it, it's terrible, but there, again, this, this has a happy ending. Okay. So kind of fast forward through that she and I became estranged. Um, she had enough of me and this was at 12 years old, uh, mm-hmm. 12, 12, 13, yeah, 13. I'm sorry. So she's 13 years old and she had enough of my shit. So done, you know, our relationship was done. Um, I tried over the next handful of years, send a message here and there, do this and that to my ex trying to get a hold of her. And this went on for, you know, again, uh, went on for a while. So this was, Christmas of 2000, because it was right after my son was born, and things kind of went for another six months, but basically from 2000 up until 2011, I really had no communication with her, and um, once I got sober, which was April of 2010, um, I didn't get on Facebook until February of 2011, and this is important that that's what I got on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, but so here's the thing. I had the forethought to, to say that I don't want to approach her and say, hey, look at me. I'm sober now. Come love me again. <laughs> I didn't want to do that again. But um, in, in the reason I explained her helping me out with the Instagram page is because at that point, I had no idea how Facebook worked. You know, I just I looked her up and I sent her a friend's request or a friend mm-hmm. request. And I'm like, OK, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> And I get this message back from her um, 
I don't know if it was immediately, but it was pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And the part that, uh, you know, I, it's a painful part, you know, but again, the start of what, what ends up being good, you know, she had, she had said just flat out, don't try to contact me again. You know, right. It's just like, fuck. So I went to Mike cause Mike and I were, we we're living in a three quarter house together at that point. And I'm like, dude, look what I got. And, and I remember like it was yesterday. You're like, what did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, I sent her a friend request. He's like, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you just send her? You can send a message along with it. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> so, so one of the, uh, one of the many times that I did something without asking somebody else's advice, you know, that mm-hmm. might, might know better than me. So again, this is October, I'm sorry, uh, February, 2011. So I, I left it, but what I did was because, um, these prayers that I talk about and then Mike talks about, there's a certain level or a certain set of prayers that I do every morning and every night. And I added her to my prayers. I don't remember exactly what I said was, but I do remember saying that, you know, the whole, it's your will, not mine. And when I say your will, not mine, meaning the, my higher power, whatever's out there, um, I'm telling myself that I'm like, this is in your hands now, not mine. Um, But she became part of my prayers every, every morning and every night. Mm -hmm. So June of 2012, and it was the end of June. I, I, for the life of me, I think it was June 25th and it's uh, I, I could be right or wrong on that, but I'm sitting in my bedroom. And now at this point, Mike and I are, we're on our own. We're living in this upper of a house, this two bedroom upper of a house. So I'm sitting in my room watching a movie and I get this friend request on Facebook. So I pick up my phone and I open it up and it's my daughter um, mm-hmm. sending me a friend request. And I just remember I, I dropped the phone and same thing. I run out to my, my friend, Mike, <laughs> dude. And I got the phone in my hand. What do I do? He's like, <laughs> and he's like, accept the fucking request. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, boop, accepted the request. So right. that was June of 2012. Okay. Over the next almost year, mm-hmm. I don't think we, I know we didn't, we didn't talk on the phone. Right. Uh, we messaged, we finally uh, got changed phone numbers and texted um, this sort of thing. And then she came out to Ohio to see the grandparents. Cause my, both of my grandparents at the time were still alive or both of my grandmas were still alive. I think my grandpa was too. No, he wasn't at that point, but both my grandmas were, she was, my sister was going to be out for the weekend, all this different stuff. So that was the first time I saw her. And then over the years, um, you know, we've started building a relationship, you know, but it, but it happened slowly. And, um, I, for, for whatever reason, um, and I just didn't push it, you know, and <clears throat> October of 2019, she got married. I walked her down the aisle, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, obviously you guys know I have a, I have a grandson now, um, all these different things, you know, and the funny part, and this was, you'll, you'll remember this, Mike, but it's maybe three, four years ago, probably at least three, four years ago, I was back in Cleveland and we we're doing group and you had me tell the story that probably the brief version or whatever it was that probably not mm-hmm. this um, but, and you're like, and I remember you asking me the question in front of all these brand new guys, you're like, and, and what, you know, what happened or, or how long did it take? And I'm like, fucking too long, man. And you're, you're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it took as long you're, as it was supposed to, supposed to take. 
Right. And at this point, again, I'm probably, I mean, we were what, seven, eight years sober at the time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, all right. So my point with saying that too is I don't know. I don't know anything. I have no, still no ability to handle some, <laughs> to handle some of these things, you know, but, but the point is my daughter and I, um, I mean, obviously I love her to death. Um, she's married now. I love my son-in-law. He's a wonderful human being. They're beautiful together. You know, there's a grandson and all these different things. But the, the whole point with this is that I blew up that relationship. I blew it up. You know, mm -hmm. and it was a 13 year old little girl that didn't deserve um, the asshole that I was at the time. And then, you know, it it took I'm not going to say it's going to take everyone 12 years. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in 12 years, right. you know, um, to, to Mike's exact your exact words. It, it happened when, you know, when it was supposed to. And it took right. as long as it was supposed to, which is a which is a terrible thing to deal with. I'm so impatient. <laughs> I'm so impatient. You know, and it's uh, it's almost like I have this childish or childlike impatience. Like, yeah, I want it now. Are we there yet? Eh. Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but yeah, that's probably. I mean, as far as relationships that I've repaired, um, thankfully a lot of relationships. But um, she's the big one, man. You know, so right. so yeah. So Kimberly, I love you, and uh, you know, <laughs> obviously happy, happier than hell that uh, the things are as they are. So mm -hmm. there we go. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's my story. If um, and again, the the biggest thing, the only piece of advice that I can give everyone is is exactly what you know Mike tried to drill into my head was um, you know we've got a and it's a it's one of the goofy recovery sayings, but you know give time time, but it's it's true, right. you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's funny on on that note. Um, a guy led at my home group. Uh, I don't know about a month or so ago, and he was talking about. You know, we need to work on whatever problems we need to work on. And um, he, I'm paraphrasing big time here, but he, he said, you know, we want to take a chainsaw to it. And unfortunately, <laughs> the, to the tools we've been given are butter knives. You know, we keep working <laughs> at it. It will work and we will get to where we need to be. But we're using this butter knife when we want to use a chainsaw. And uh, that kind of encapsulates what Bill was just talking about. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I've never, I honestly, I've never heard that before. But that's I, I wow, have neither. That's just <laughs> <laughs> so. So, in other words, we're we're hopefully still teachable, as they say, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man. Because uh, and there was a uh, this the the individual that Mike, you and I had talked about the the person that's helped me on Instagram, um, mm. you know, that lives out in California. Um, she right. actually. Referred, she referred somebody to me the other day. Um, I think it was earlier this week. And it was a gentleman that was, you know, struggling with that sort of thing, you know, about a, uh, a failed relationship and things that he had done while he was drinking. And um, I think he's been sober now for six, seven months, whatever, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, you know, do you mind, do you mind you know, messaging him? And I'm like, do I mind? I'm like, not at all. Right. You know, so, um, so again, these back and forth conversations, and I was trying to figure out what what his goal was, and I, I think I knew what his goal was. He wanted everything fixed, but mm -hmm. I, I, you know, the the story that I just told, I was I was thinking about that, you know, with, with everything we were talking about. So you know, I gave him I gave him a little bit of advice, uh, whether whether it'll work or not. Um, but the main thing I said, and I talked about that, you know, sometimes these things take time, and I said people need to see that that we're changing, and mm -hmm. and I'm. I'm convinced even even to this day that 
there's got to be people in our lives that still look at just a little bit out of the corner of the eye. Like, are these guys okay? Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I, mean, I would, I would hope so. I mean, because you know, I, well, in my case, I mean, I was complete dick for 40 some years, you know? So you do that, that balance on that scale, you know, the 12 years versus the 42, you know? Yeah. Right. They're still going to, you know, yes, I have changed hopefully. And, and my actions are, different than they used to be but yeah you know you <laughs> you never know they got to look at us and go hmm wonder way wait, waiting for that shoe to drop you know but right. um i i by working this program i'm i'm hanging on to that shoe it hasn't hit the floor yet <laughs> hanging on to that shoe i like that right that <laughs> <laughs> may be the title of this episode hanging on to the shoe yeah <laughs> hanging on to that shoe okay you know what fuck it what do i care what do i care you know that's, that's the all right so that that just reminded me of something too so the um obviously my daughter was a big relationship that i repaired and mm-hmm. uh, my son's mom was a was another one and mm-hmm. she got the she got the worst of me because it was it was towards the end you know right. and uh and you know she and i i'll say it again this has a happy ending. She and I get along really well. She's remarried. I get along well with her, uh, with a new husband. <clears throat> Mike and I just stopped over there when, yep. when he was here and he's met them before we hung out for what we were there for probably a half hour shooting the shit about, oh, yeah. nothing, you know? Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm welcoming into their home. We've done holidays together. We've done birthdays together. Um, all these different things, but it was, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. It was probably same thing, five, six, maybe even seven years ago. Um, Dawn and I, uh, that's my ex, uh, she and I used to take uh, our son to lunch every once in a while because we've, I mean, helped to, to raise, you know, him after more so, <laughs> certainly after I got sober, but mm-hmm. taking him to lunch every once in a while. So I had stopped over there. We we're going to go to lunch. And, you know, she's like, she's like, where do you want to go? And I mean, Derek's saying one thing, I'm saying the other thing. And then we're like, ah, this, that, and the other. And then her, um, she said, she's like, well, why don't we go to Chili's? She says, at least one of us can have a margarita. (laughs) And she's not, she has no alcohol issues in her life. Okay. It's just, she's one of those normal people that can have a margarita for lunch and not have a problem, you know? So I know. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. Right. (laughs) My son's a minor. I'm probably five years sober, whatever it is. And I'm like, I don't care. And then, uh, so we're, we're walking out of the house and she's walking in front of me. And, and I said, uh, I said, well, I said, you know, here's the other thing. I said, I've been sober for five years. Maybe I can have a margarita too. I said, I'm sure I'll be fine. And <laughs> you know, for, for everyone, I, I'm just, I'm just fucking around being me. Cause that's what I do. Right. And she, so she's walking in front of me. She stops turns around and she's probably five, six, five, seven, mm-hmm. uh, finger out pointing in my face. And then she says, if you do, I will punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> 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 and, and I started laughing and she's like, I'm fucking serious. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I said, that's why I'm laughing because right. I said, I said, thank you. She's like, thank you. I said, yeah. I said, I appreciate the fact that you care, whatever I said. Mm -hmm. But one of the greatest things she ever said to me, one of the absolute wonderful thing, and I couldn't stop laughing about it. And seriously, that was probably, you know, six, seven years ago. But but it's things like that that, um, you know, and that's the example of, you know, there's got to be people out there that still, and it offended me for a little while when I was, you know, three, four years sober probably. 
that's certainly one or two that's like, whoa, I'd be sober. Why would you even question me? Right. You know, I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. There's no reason why they, why people shouldn't, you know, question right. us. So what about in, I mean, what about building a, a healthy relationship? Cause that's the, you know, that's the other kind of the next in line there. So we, you, you're sober, you get to the point where you've hopefully, you know, the, the things that you can, you've repaired, you know, and fixed the mm. things that you can. So, so what now, now as a, as a sober person, um, how do you build a new healthy relationship? And I'm going to ask you, because I have not had a solid relationship since I've been sober. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying they've all been um, unhealthy, but there's, I've had a couple of unhealthy situations, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, you have, but yeah, I so have. The two of us here, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm perpetually single, I think, but uh, it's okay. I'm enjoying myself. So, right. but right. so, yeah. Well, um, okay. The, uh, you know, the, the suggestion that we're given is you wait a year until you get into a new relationship. Right. Um, I waited five. Um, I was ready at about three, but, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, I, uh, I, uh, made a lot of mistakes in the first one. Um, and you know, I, I take responsibility for the things, um, there were certainly problems on the other side of that relationship, but, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, part of it was, I, I dug into my past, um, I, 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 online it was a mutual friend of a friend of a friend and she was living in california and uh we went back and forth for about a year and uh she ended up moving to cleveland and moving in with me and it was a nightmare Um, (laughs) you know uh but but thankfully i had the foundation and the tools and everything that i needed that um i got through this bad situation um it uh <laughs> it sort of resolved itself she uh, decided that living with a sober person isn't what she wanted and she left and that's good um you know and i and i went to uh my support group you know because i was i mean i was a bit torn up over it and um my my actually my sponsor at the time said um you know you need to get back out there don't sit around and mope don't sit there and, and you know focus on yourself get out there and get back out there so i did so i did i uh started swiping on tinder <laughs> this is just just for everyone please listen to this this is the greatest story ever it just is <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so i uh i swiped uh right or whatever it is and uh met this met this wonderful woman who uh i've been with now for uh it'll be six years in august and um she's normie and um you know i i i do what i'm supposed to do i do the next right thing uh i'm not a dick to her we we, we don't yell at each other we, we never have um you know it hasn't always been easy and 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 smooth um but but we work things out we talk you know i again use the tools that this program has given me 
um, how to treat other people. You know, the, the, the golden rule that I should have learned years and years ago, you know, treat somebody the way you want to be treated. And, um, and it works out. Imagine that. Right. <laughs> you know, we're happy and we're healthy. Um, I think a big part of it is we don't live together. Uh, <laughs> she would like to. But um, I, I, but I know myself enough now by being involved in this program that, um, that, that you know, I know that I'm not ready for that yet. You know, uh, a big part of, of working this program for me is, is taking care of myself, being responsible. Because for most of my life, uh, I was a child and, and I expected the world to take care of me. So it's very important for me now to to take care of myself, pay my bills, maintain my own household. You know, these are these are important things to me. Um, possibly, you know, and and I tell her this because again, we talk, we're open. You know, um, possibly in, in five, six, seven, eight years, I'll be ready to. But right now, I'm not. And thankfully, she's okay with that. You know, but again, this is just, I, I do be a good boy, treat people like I want to be treated. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that, yeah, I mean, again, like you said, imagine that, you know, things go back to just the basics of everything that, that we were taught, you know, that mm -hmm. be a good boy, you know, and do the next right thing. And it, it, it translates into every part, every part of our lives. Now, on top right. of that, I'm only going to add one more thing is that she is, deeply embedded with um, our group and I'll say, mm -hmm. quote unquote, our people and, and everything right. like that. Um, she's in, she's involved in all the events and friends with everyone. And, um, you know, even though, you know, again, like the, the term normie and all that stuff comes up uh, mm -hmm. and you brought that up and we brought that up, but, you know, she's just, she's one of the, she's one of the people, you know? So, right. and I think that helps because it, and that's the one thing with, you know, and I joke about, you know, being perpetually single, you know, it's it, my, my situation has been either, you know, I, I start seeing somebody or hanging out with somebody and I mean, they're, they're cool on most levels, but not that next level, you know, or, <clears throat> you know, so maybe I'm not into that or it's been the other way around where I'm like, we start hanging out and then I'm like, oh, this person's, this person's like everything I ever wanted give me more now. And the other person's not into it, but all those things are that that's the way it should be, you know, and the right. the point with this, the, with this whole, this whole thing. So maybe quote unquote, normal people don't have to rebuild, rebuild relationships like, like we did that we just burnt down. Uh, mm -hmm. But everyone's got to be in, you know, everyone should as a goal, you know, be able to start healthy relationships, you know, but the other thing too, is that, uh, and you and I had talked about this and I just figured this out in the last, few years is that I can, I can actually love people on different levels, which was, I mean, it, it was mind blowing to me that just because I'm involved with somebody doesn't mean I have to, to go head over heels and I don't need to go all in, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a good relationship with somebody of the opposite sex, as long as everyone's on the same page. Right. right. You know, so, and you just, you, you talked about that completely talking about it, being open, being honest and setting those expectations, which I try to do. It doesn't always work, you know, but the, um, the, the only thing that I can say, and I, I, and I do, I say this for myself because it's important to me is that anyone that I've been involved with, uh, through 
since I've been sober, even though those relationships or those situations didn't work out, if I saw any one of those individuals on the street today, I would have no issue with it. There wouldn't be any animosity. There wouldn't be any problems. There still might be, you know, who knows? There might be some hurt feelings on either end, um, but I'm not ashamed of I wouldn't try to avoid that person, I guess, is my main point. You know, I, I say sometimes, and some of them I'm still friends with. There's there's people that I've been either involved with, um, you know, in for a longer period of time or, <clears throat> you know, just had like, you know, I don't even want to say brief encounters because that sounds like a hookup thing and that's not me. You know, so I don't I don't mean that. But, I mean, shorter versions of, of what I'm talking about versus maybe, you know, over months or, or stuff like that. Um, regardless of the amount of time, it's just that, enjoying that time and in realizing that, Hey, it, it is what it is. It didn't work out, you know? So friends with some of the folks, you know, maybe not friends, but I think I could, I could still have those conversations or, you know, at least face those people and not feel like, Oh God. There's- <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, again, we, we conduct ourselves the way we're supposed to, and we don't have the shame anymore. It's one of the gifts of this program. Right. You know, exactly. even if things don't work out the way we wanted them to, we conducted ourselves the way we're supposed to, and there's no guilt. Right. Yeah. But yeah, with the um, with the loving people on different levels too. I mean, there's there's people that I that I have in my life um, that I that I truly love, but it's not a romantic love. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a I figured out that you know it's the love that you can have for you know a child or a grandchild or you know a, a mom or a, a sister or you you know right. i mean as right. a as another as another male in my life and we made it pretty clear i mean we we say it all the time mm-hmm. you know i i do love you you know but it's right. it's on there there's a level for it and i've got right female friends you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i was looking for i know <laughs> thank you man <laughs> I matter. <laughs> yes, you do. But you know, I mean, there, there's, um, you know, there's women in my life too that that I care about deeply, and that I could mm-hmm. say that I that I love, but I wasn't in love with them, you know. And right. and I've I've decided, you know, which I think is important, maybe maybe for everyone, but for me, I've decided that I know what it's like. I, I know what it it feels like to be in love, and if mm-hmm. I'm not at that point, I'm not. I'm not going to be with somebody just to be with somebody. And I do that for myself. And I think that's fair. It's unfair for another person. If you're just being like, yeah, I, I'm never going to do anything. You don't know right. where my mind's at, but I'm just going to hang out with you and basically take your time, you know, stealing mm-hmm. back to, right. back to Larry. I don't want to steal right. people's time anymore, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, and you know, we, you and I talk about that too. The, the thing that I, think it's so funny with the with with the swiping it just that yeah you guys joke about that all the time you know the, mm-hmm. the fact that you guys met on met on tinder which i think is wonderful because most people don't have the the greatest of stories but i've met people on, on dating apps i've met mm-hmm. people on sober dating apps and regular dating apps um you know and actually every everyone well with the exception of one person everyone that i've been talking about you know kind of in my head with all this stuff maybe two people I haven't met on dating apps, but the rest of them are people I've met through, you know, technology. And that that's kind of what it is these days. You know, it's all of it's all of it's technology based. So, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the last thing on this, the, the question that the, um, that this gentleman or or individual, I don't know if his gentleman or not submitted was coping skills. And I mean, I, there was no other explanation of what, what it meant by coping skills, but I mean, I'm sure you have ideas and I have ideas, but so being sober and what are your basic coping skills, like life coping skills? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a loaded question, right? It is. It is. You know, I'm, again, I'm still working on it, man. You know, coming up on a dozen years sober, uh, there are things that I don't that I don't do well, that I don't cope with all that wonderfully. Um, but again, the basics of the program, you know, uh, faith that things are going to work out. Um, that I basically don't have any power, powerless over people, places, and things. You know, the only thing I have control over are my reactions. Um, yeah, and again, the faith that, uh, like in the promises, you know, financial insecurity. I could sit and worry about money. I sometimes don't always have all the money that I that I want, but I always have the money I need. Right. You know, again, uh, even this atheist has faith that things are going to work out if I do the next right thing. That's basic. You want to talk about coping skills that I never had before? That's it. I do the next right thing. Things will work out. That's my coping skill. Right. And I mean, uh, and that's the thing, too, that uh, and that's the, the biggest thing in the, the story about my daughter and, and whether you're trying to get a new job or <clears throat> waiting for some event to happen or thing to happen, you know, that's uh, throwing it up in, in something else's hands and, mm-hmm. and having that having that. And some people call it blind faith. And if it's blind right. faith, why the why the fuck not? I mean, I don't need to know. And if mm-hmm. I if I know I'm going to stress over it. And one of the things, too, is that. Uh, so I don't even know if you and I talked about this, but so March 14th, uh, the day before, actually, my great my grandson was born. That was the anniversary of my my dad's death. And mm-hmm. I posted on this about Instagram and he died uh, 33 days before I went into detox. And that was his death was the the end of my the end of my drinking and the beginning of this journey. And so it's a, it's a weird thing. It hit both, it hit on so many levels. It's almost ridiculous. But um, every year as it comes around, I know it's coming around that I remember the date. And um, he's another one that's um, he's in my prayers every day along with my stepdad. But I mean, I, I, I felt that I have dealt with that, with that grief, you know, over the last 12 years. Well, this year, man, somebody said fuck you we're gonna make you feel man and Mm. and it was really weird so coming up on it so i mean other things were going on you know the the my my son's you know due date was going to be on the 15th my daughter's going to this for for this procedure work is crazy it's life stuff going on but i got all these things on my mind right and up until that uh the sunday because uh, his anniversary the 14th was on a monday a thing popped up on facebook that i had posted like the day prior at his one year anniversary and i was like holy shit i i almost forgot about this which part of me is kind of like i'm like i felt bad but then the other part was like oh maybe i've maybe i've come to grips with this i'm healed and that's mm-hmm. where the that's where the <clears throat> the nut punch came in the next day i was in <laughs> I'm serious, man. I was in just a, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with myself. I was in the worst mood ever. I was just pissed off. I was anxious. I felt like I was going to cry. And I'm like, Mm. what the fuck, man? And I still, and this has been, so that's March 14th. And, you know, I mean, so a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago now, I have no idea why that hit me so hard, but I'll figure it out at some point. And I won't even say figuring out is the wrong way to put it. It Mm -hmm. will, it will get resolved or 
something will become clear why that hit me so hard. Right. Um, but, but the whole point is, is that what, what I did that day and I was at work and I was kind of snippy about something to uh, one of the other managers and she made a point about it. She's like, you got to relax, man. And I told her, I'm like, you know what? I said, procedure tomorrow. I said, today's the anniversary of my dad's death. I said, I don't know if that's it, but I said, I'm in, you know, kind of just a fucked up mood and I can't figure it out. And she's like, Oh, okay. That's cool. You know, but I mean, she, she called me on my shit, you know, which is perfect because mm-hmm. I need, I need mm-hmm. people to do that. But then when I got home that night, I posted about it on Instagram. So I'm like, that helps me sometimes when I write about shit, you know? Right. So if, if I don't talk to somebody, I'd write about it. So I did that. And then at that point, I'm like, eh, that helped, but I'm still kind of fucked up the head. So you know what I did? I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and sometimes, you know, I, and when it comes to coping skills, um, talk to somebody, write about it, read a book, watch some mindless TV, um, take a walk, exercise, whatever will get you out of your head as a coping mm-hmm. skill, you know? And in my opinion for years has been literally, and I joke about it, but it's like, if all else fails, man, I go to bed because usually in 99% of the cases I wake up in the morning, you know, and my head is now popped out of my ass and I'm, I'm better. You know, I may not be, may not be perfect, but I'm better, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everything you said, and just on top of that, Hey, have, have an outlet. you got to have a some sort of, it doesn't even have to be anything special. People think they have to have this magical outlet that I've got to do this, this, this. No, just do something, right. something other than being inside your head and something other than drinking or using, you know? Right. So um, if, if we, and I say collectively, we can do that, then we got a mm-hmm. chance, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Get it out. Focus. Yeah. Stop focusing Stop on, yourself on yourself is really the basic, the basic. you know? Stop focusing yeah. on yourself. Isn't it that I think that's in the in that large book that we read to get out of oneself or or uh-huh. take yourself out of out of yourself or getting yourself I don't know somewhere in it there. is I've yeah read getting it somewhere I think I yeah read it heard it stole it one way or the uh-huh. other absolutely but yeah so um, yeah once again we're at uh, almost fifty seven minutes of rambling so um mm-hmm. any any other any other thoughts on again repairing starting relationships coping skills anything else we, we talked about any kind of wrap-up thoughts or no not really man i think we covered it you know if uh, i got nothing else <laughs> the, only, the only thing in, in here this is this is going to shock me if i get if i get a different answer did you write down your little your little out statement hell no good that's that's what i expected so at this point let's 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 make a kind of make a pact or a promise don't ever write the son of a bitch down i just want you to wing it every week because it makes it more fun so (laughs) so do your do your wrap up wing up wing it steve all right winging it up um thank you for joining us here at sober not mature you know what stay sober another week don't hurt the people around you. If you stay sober another week, you'll have a chance. You'll have a chance. And everybody, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off back at you. All right, brother. I love you. All right. I love you too, man. We'll see you all next week. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, 
please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.